It's 12 o'clock in the morning. You smoked all of the weed that your lungs could possibly sustain. Drunk two Mad Dog 2020s and had a Red Bull to chase both. You want to eat. But you can't afford $8 and $9 at your local taqueria that makes quality Mexican food. But that same $8, half of that, $4, you could buy four bean burritos, one four cheese nachos, and Taco Bell. Yes, the food will be shittier. Yes, it will make your stomach hurt in the morning. Yes, it's the equivalent of, of drinking two laxatives from CVS. But you know what? It will satisfy you for right now. Taco Bell, are you in good hands? And good morning, good afternoon, good evening to whatever time zone that you might inhabit while you're listening to this Negro random about, rant about the randomness of topics. Welcome to the Greatest Voice Podcast. Welcome to the People's Paradise. We are here. We are live. Shout out to every single soul that is listening to me. Shout out to every single soul that is partaking in this excellent, this magnificence that is my podcast. We shall start. We shall commence. We shall initiate this episode of the podcast like we commence every single episode of the podcast with a quote to a song, to a ballad, to a burst, to a melody that really did set the tone, that really did have me in my feels, that really did kind of low-key set the weather, low-key set the climate I'm feeling today, the mood I woke up in. And um, as always, I feel like every time I record a podcast, I think 73% of the episodes of this, pod, of this podcast that I've recorded in the last year I'll quote lyrics from this young man. Shout out to Brent Fires. He had a song that we recorded with his group called Sonder. The name of the song is called What You Heard. And at the 2 minute and 52 second mark in the song, he said, If he was a winner, girl, you wouldn't have to worry about a damn thing. If I was up in it, while I'm saying this, there is a black man that's crossing the street that literally looks like a darker skin version of Steve Harvey. I swear to God, mustache and all. Oh, lighter. Okay, damn sure. Okay, 73% all the way to Steve Harvey. And he's entering the cafe, so now I'm going to stop talking shit about him. But with that being said, I am recording this podcast in Beats Coffee in San Francisco. Shout out to United what it is. But um, he said, <laughs> back to the song that I'm trying to quote, he said in the song, if you was a winner, girl, you wouldn't have to worry about a damn thing. If I was up in it, should I bet I pound, but I put it down, make you forget that you was ever with him. And that's, that bar is funny to me. I don't know what it is with black men that we want to quote unquote out fuck each other. I don't know why that's a thing in our culture, but that bar was just so dope to me. Like, if he was a winner, girl. He, the funny thing about that is Brent Fire has been talking about other dudes boy girls boyfriends like he know the nigga person like what if the dude is a winner what if he ain't a winner but he's going to the community college and trying to take as many credits as possible to transfer to a university like why are you talking about why are you talking about rashad and jermaine like that you don't know if he got a future yet you know shit i hate to imagine what he say to my girl girl if he did something else than work security <laughs> if he didn't dream about being a podcaster you'd have something nice to wear Bro, what's going on, man? Shout out to everybody who's been listening to the podcast. Shout out to everybody about the family. So, um, let's just hop right into the topics. Um, the cover art for yesterday's episode, I put an image of a um, of a friend zone sign with my face with it, and that was actually the sign, the cover art that I should have used for today's topic because 
so me and my friends, some close associates of mine, they will say nameless because, you know, they're within walking distance of where I'm recording at right now. There are, we were having a conversation about dating. And one of them happens to be a young lady who's been dating the same man for quite some time. And I asked her, you know, you know, how did you win? For the sake of conversation, we'll say her nigga's name is Nicholas. How did your nigga Nicholas? How did your nigga Nicholas how did y'all two convince dating? And what she told me was this man met her on, at the outside of a bar some time ago. And at first she thought he was ugly. She thought he was unattractive. And so she just wasn't messing with him. And they literally, literally, she literally had him friend zone for like six to seven years approximately. You know it's long when a nigga throw that approximately word at the end of it. She literally had him friend zone for that long. And nothing happened then one day she just decided to give him a chance and she gonna tell me at the end of the conversation so what that means is and she's indian with that being said so just take from that note that you have to be persistent you have to be you have to be um what's the word i'm looking for she said she said you have to be persistent don't give up and i'm like for seven years, I mean, I'm give. I'm liable to give up, give up after one month. Now, granted, let's not say that that means the dude who was chasing her, he wasn't talking and he wasn't in some other draws for the last seven years. But even then, like I would, I don't know. The woman that denied me for seven years, my pride and ego would be a little bit too hurt. I noticed that, and maybe this, I noticed that with like the older generation of dudes who were like in their thirties and forties, a lot of them married the girl who rejected them in high school, and. And they, by the time that girl was 24, 25, she done messed around with the wrong dude, had two or three babies that she might halfway regret. And the dude that she rejected in high school, fake way, kind of got a career. He might be the nerd. And so she might see a livable future with him versus she still want the dude who was her ex or who was her backup penis to come beat it up. And it's like, I don't know. My cousin used to always say this. He used to always say this on his Snapchats. And I didn't really understand it until I got a little bit older. But as a man, and I think we all feel like this in general. I think women and men feel like this. But I think I'm I'm a little bit more feminine than most people. So I feel like this more innately. I think I hate getting treated as an option. And we're all options. I mean, it is what it is. You know, If you don't think a girl, when she's thinking of when she's talking to you, if you don't think she's sizing you up and weighing out the pros and cons to possibly maybe maybe or maybe not rendezvousing with you at late night or odd hours of the day you know you delusional but i just don't like that in my mind like i don't like when i don't like that like being treated like i'm an option like eh. like you just having my name in that eh, thought process i i hate that shit but you know it is what it is i mean i'm Let me tell you something. I ordered an oatmeal chai latte at this place, and this is literally the best drink I've ever tasted in my entire freaking life. This is amazing. Um, but yeah, so yeah, this conversation kind of went totally left of the friend zone conversation. But I'm just, it just had me thinking when she said that, bro. I was like, like man, to be friend zone for that long and to keep trying, goddamn. But I mean, you know, maybe he sees something in her that made her worth chasing all that time, and maybe. I can think of at least two women that I used to always say that 
the last three years I've always said that these two women, if they gave me a chance, if they gave me a shot, if they called me one day on WhatsApp and said, you know what, hey JT, if I, I want to make things work, I want to make things right, I want to make things work, let's get together, let's make this happen, let's make this magic, you know what, do whoop whoop. I used to always say that I would just fly and buy the first ticket to wherever they was at and just boom, go there, have kids, and, and become the manager at Guitar Center immediately. But <laughs> I don't know why that's why that the career occupation is that specific, but it's like now that I'm older, it's like, bro, you know, I got ego, I got pride. I mean, I don't know. You know, there's, I don't know. I, I kind of, when it comes to dating, I kind of conduct myself in an odd duality because. There's a part of me that before I was like the cute nigga and before I was like the playboy kind of guy, I was a nerd in school and I was a dude who was getting slandered and I was a dude who was writing poems for girls and the poems were just not hitting the way that one would want them to hit. And so because of that, I still feel ugly on the inside even though I'm beautiful. Beautiful and chocolate and black with braids on the outside. I got braids now. And um, and it's and it's just a weird it's just a weird, 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 weird dynamic, man. A weird mental dynamic. Um, you know, I always feel like I'm at I'm at war with my ego on the inside in some aspects, like especially when it comes to dating. Especially when it comes to dating. I see so many people nowadays, bro, who are you know 27, 26, 25, who are like in really deep committed relationships and married and stuff. And I'm always thinking, man, like. Am I, is that supposed to be me? Is I'm supposed to be out there? You know. You know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Speaking of love. Speaking of love. I got to tell this story. So, I, um. Matter of fact, I'm going to say that story for the end of the episode. Let me see what else I want to talk about today. Outside the friend. I guess we got to put a button on the friend zone topic. So, What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story with the friend zone thing is, and I guess the question we could ask is, could you work your way out the friend zone? And is it possible to work your way out the friend zone? And to me, I don't feel it's possible. I don't know. I, I, I know a lot of people who told me they did do that. And just for me, it has never worked, bro. Like, I, it, it's never worked for me. And to me, it can't, for me, it can't work because whatever it was about you that made a woman not like you or made her not see that spark in you, I feel like she'll always look at you like that for the rest of your life, bro. Like, she'll always look at you as, like, that third, fourth, and fifth option in her brain. Like, I feel like you'll always be the dude that she never is really sexually excited by. And I don't know if my ego can handle that. I don't know if my ego can handle being, like, the backup dude in her in her list of dudes that she possibly could have a Rashad and Jermaine by. Like, I can make some beautiful kids, bro. What beautiful speaking voices? So it's like, like I, I, I don't know. Uh, a lot a lot of, I, I think, I think, I think the thing that hurts me in my life, I guess, is when it comes to dating, I still date a lot of time. I still date with my ego in mind, with my ego in the forefront. Versus, you know, a lot of dudes, you know, I don't know if it's because they get to a certain age or just life or they get to a point where it's like, man, you know, a lot of that just becomes um, irrelevant to them, you know. You know, I'm damn sure not to spend a day somebody who don't appreciate who I am, who don't appreciate who I bring to the table. I don't want to spend this episode ranting about how good I am. It's just being real, like. I don't know. I feel like those of us who were rejected, I feel like those of us who were nerds and stuff in high school, just being honest and keeping 100 with you, keeping it 1,000, I feel like those of us who were like that, we look, we still, I went through a phase, right? 
And I feel like a lot of people who are nerds and who are black can relate to this. When I was growing up, you know, I identified as a nerd first. I identified as a fan of Naruto. I identified as a true anime blood fan. I identified as somebody who read Harry Potter for recreational purposes. Like, that's who I was. And so my identity as a child was centered around that. And then what happened is I got older, you know, you get taller, you get darker, you get a little swag to yourself, your voice get deeper, cheekbones get higher. People look at you, people don't see that nerdy side of you first, they see the, the cool side of you at first. Like they see the, the party looks like you should be in a music video or some shit like that. So it's kind of like this weird phase where I grow up and realize like I don't have to look at myself on the from the outs on the outskirts of society you know what i mean like i don't know when i was a kid growing up you know i always felt and i just kind of bounced back to my blackness conversation like i always kind of felt like on the outside of black culture but then i was my man when i go around talking to people maybe it's because of how i present myself maybe it's because of my swag people looking at me like oh shit you got the flow you got the flag like maybe you the nigga i'm supposed to be following maybe you the dude i'm supposed to be in good with and it's an interesting metamorphosis going from being somebody who's used to being a reject, you know. Um, you know, and I guess I don't know. So I, I speak for the rejected as well as the accepted now. So it's just a, it's an interesting dynamic now. My mentality when it comes to love, and I guess this is just a, this is going to be this is going to be the the love episode of the podcast. Um, I don't know if I want to be with somebody who makes me happy versus then I want to I want to be with somebody who who you know surprises me. You know so much of my life is orchestrated. So much of my life I plan this, I plan that. I try to make predictions for everything. I try to pin this right the way. I try to pin this the right way. I try to calculate this, I try to calculate that. How much I'm gonna spend on this? I'm gonna spend on that. Like I do want somebody. I do want to date somebody who kind of you know surprises me like shows me something that i never think of like show me show me like a show me a calculation that i could have never calculated before you know and to this day i have never seen that possible yet i don't see anybody i don't see anybody doing that for me right now i don't see anybody doing that for me right now you know i have some i have some people who i know i could surprise but you know it is what it is what else can we talk about let's move away from that conversation um I went club hopping again last night. They got a club out here called Playland or a bar called Playland. They told me to look at that. I'd say that's not like a dang strip club. It remind me of Candyland, the slave plantation from Django. Like, we're going to Playland. But, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to check it out. We're going to see what it's like. You know, I'm going to start I'm gonna start going bar hopping with all the boy wild, bar wild, big ballers go bar hopping. You know, I, uh, I think in life, I don't know. Ooh, look at that dog. That's a big dog. I don't know, but I think, I don't know. I've been kind of, I'm in the phase now where I'm trying to find more interesting stuff to do, more different stuff to do. They have a black comic festival. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Speaking of Negro culture, they have a black comics festival um, today at the uh, in San Francisco. Actually, I'm thinking about going to it, but I don't know if I feel like, I don't know if I feel like going though. Um I might slide. It's, it's probably a good chance that I'm going to slide. This dude walking in front of me has one of the most Jesus Christ-esque beards I have ever seen on a white man in my life. But with that being said, um, oh, she's cute. With that being said, it's, uh, I don't know, man. Well, I don't know. 
I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I'm always constantly trying to figure out more different things to do, whether it's the comic festivals, whether it's the bars, whether it's just the Brazilian culture type things. Y'all already know I'm a Latino cultura, cultura fascinated person. I guess at the end of the day, it's about you trying to. How I look at 2020 now is, since we still fresh into the 2020 year, I want to start this year and try to do things totally different than what I am accustomed to doing. And right now, because I'm spending so much of my time in San Francisco, I'm like, bro, like, this is a time for me to kind of explore things and do stuff I've never did. Like, and like you can literally just walk down the street and just see options of abstract shit that you haven't, that you ain't ever dreamed of doing at 3 p.m. on a Saturday. And that's how I feel right now. Like, hell, yeah, that one. Yeah, they got a, they got, they have one spot here that skating rink. I think I'm gonna go to a skating rink tonight. That was something I haven't did in a while because I used to be hella good at skating. Eggers could not mess with me on this skate. And I was like Bow Wow and Roll Bounce 2006, 2006-2005. But I might try that out. Um, the black comics things I'm for surely going to try to go to today. It's just a lot, man. It's it's so, it's so long. You know, I've been out here for a minute. I've been working out here for a while. I still live in a very small, underprivileged town called Gulf. And I haven't got to explore San Francisco all the way as of yet. What I have gathered from being out here so far is the key things I take away from being here, my personal opinion, is one, I like the diversity of options for fun and just recreational entertainment. I love the fact that no matter what your interest is here, Whatever you love to do, whatever you are passionate of doing, whether it's killing ducks, whether it is learning how to speak Portuguese, whether it is finding French men to do threesomes with, I don't care what your entertainment is, you can find it in this great city that is San Francisco. Now, with that also being said, I do not like how dirty it is. I do not like how, oh, they got my homie girl, they got my homie girlfriend. Now, with that also being said, I do not. I do not like how dirty it is. I do, but I can't even get mad at the dirt because I've been to a lot of big cities in my life, and I feel like the homeless aspect and the the shit in the shit in the sidewalk aspect of it. I feel like that's just a commonality of you living in a big city. Like if you live in to go to a big city, you're going to see that regardless of wherever you. I don't. I don't care where. I don't care what big city you go to. You're gonna see that regardless. That's just. That's just. A, it ain't no way. Ain't no way getting around that. You know. And I'm cool with it. I mean, as long as they, you know, I'm going to tell you what, I, I hope they waste management is making a lot of money because they for sh- they have a, a very tedious job cleaning up the shit out here. And I don't know. You know, who knows? You even know your boy might be moving out here pretty soon. You know, I didn't mean to talk about it, but, uh, you know, I, um, I, uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've, uh, I've, uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a minute. I don't know, 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 I don't know. We'll see. I think the last thing I want to talk about in the podcast before I close this down is, um, so, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to bring her up in this because I feel like if I bring her up, I'm going to run into her, she's going to listen to the podcast, and she's going to be like, you talked about me on the podcast? I do a terrible Brazilian accent. Much love and peace to the podcast. Shout out to everybody who's a part of the family shop. To everybody who's listening to me live. We are here. It was a good episode talking to you guys. It was good talking to you guys. Please press subscribe. Please be a part of the family. Whatever, whatnot. And um, as I always say, only you can prevent forest fires. Hmm.